today, this whole month of April, I've just had some random messages. When I say random, not a series of messages. God told me this month he wanted me to preach some specific messages and different ones on different Sundays. And so I've been just listening to him and bringing the word. And, and um, we taught on the tithe. Sandra alluded to that earlier. We taught on the tithe earlier in the month. And, and uh, a couple other different messages on faith. And, and today, um, I don't have a, a lot of time just because of the way the service has gone with the dedication and all that. But I, but I want to I want to bring a word entitled today, uh, entitled today, the title of the message is in that day. The title today is in that day, yeah. So the title of my message is in that day, in that day, in what day, in that day. So we're going to define about in that day. And I want to start with a verse we read last week um, in Ephesians, the third chapter, and the 20th verse. And it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Now to him who is able, to him who is able, Now, what's difficult sometimes about verses of Scripture is that depending on the translations that you read and depending on how much time sometimes that you've spent really developing what's being said. If you're reading the King James Bible, there's some things that are said in there that can really be taken wrong because that Elizabethan type language that is being spoken in that, in, in, in that translation of the Bible can sometimes be misunderstood in the way we think today, in our Western-minded thinking. So it's, it's kind of difficult to, um, to process some of this stuff, and so you have, to, you have to spend some time studying, and that's one of the reasons you need to gather to hear the word being preached so you can take what you hear preached and break it down. There are things that I'm saying to you that I've studied through and you may not have studied through as much in a certain area like what I'm talking about in this verse today. And I can say something that the Holy Spirit will take what I say and he'll start working on you. You you may leave here with one thought of something that was said, but it's the Holy Spirit in you that will work on you based on what's being preached. That's why it's important to hear the word delivered where you have to sit there and not do a a bunch of other things and have to listen to what's being said, taking notes or going back and listening to the messages again, a really good thing to do. But to do that enables you to be able to hear in here. Yeah, you're listening with these ears, but there's an internal hearing that God needs you to have so that you'll embrace truth based on what he says and not just the opinion of someone else, okay? I I have nothing to lose or gain. I'm not preaching a word trying to convince you of something. I'm preaching a word that I believe in, that I've applied. And if you've been around here a long time, you believe I believe that, or you wouldn't still be here. And so it's not, yes, it's it's. It's from my opinion and from my frame of thinking, okay? But 
it's what God has revealed to me through the years that I believe is truth. And it's that truth, if you'll embrace that, that will liberate you and set you free. And that's why you need it. Okay? So I want to make two points out of this verse 20. Now to him who is able, him who? Him God, Father. Ultimately, everything rests on the shoulders of the Father. Everything that Jesus says to us through his word was what Father told him to say. So everything goes back to the Father. So to him, the Father who is able. Okay? Now, the next question is this. Is he willing? Is he willing? I have to say that through the years, I've found that a lot of Christians know that God's able, but they don't think he's willing. And it doesn't say here that he's willing. It just says he's able. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, how many could ask and think some pretty big things? Huh? He said exceedingly. He didn't just say just a little bit above. Exceeding and abundantly above all that you and I can ask or think. If that was the end of the verse of Scripture, it'd kind of just leave us hanging, okay? So he's able, but is he willing? Will he really do it? Could he do it? What could that really be? What could, what, what, you know, what can I imagine? What can I ask for? He can do exceedingly abundantly, and he's, and he's able to do it, but is he willing to do it? And if that was all the verse of Scripture, that'd be one thing. But that's not all the verse of Scripture. The last part of that says this. According to the power that is working in me. Now, I'm not going to go into what we talked about last week because I'm kind of going in a little bit different direction with this. So I'm just going to interject this. We went through and took different verses of Scripture to explain this. But part of... The working, the, the main part of the working in me is my understanding of the person of the Holy Spirit, who is a person. And I'm going to read a few verses of Scripture that talks about the Holy Spirit being a he, actually a person. But the working in me part is me and the Holy Spirit connecting to where I hear his voice I'm confident that I hear him and that I follow through with what he tells me to do. Because when I learn to hear the voice of God and then do what he said, then the same things that happened in the ministry of Jesus will be the same results that I get. You know why? Because I figured out one day that's why Jesus came. He didn't come to the earth to become the son of God. He already was. He came to the earth to become the son of man, the first one that would do what the father said so that he could leave the Holy Spirit in us. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that dwells inside of us. So if the same spirit that that raised him from the dead dwells inside of me, and he never did anything on the earth except what father said, then what I've got to learn to do is how to hear father the way he heard father and then do what Father says. That's how intimate this relationship with God has to become. It's an intimate thing. 
your spirit, who you really are. See, stand up, Fabian. He's single. Oh. <laughs> but this guy right here, okay, when I, see his, when I see him walk through the door, well, there's Fabian. But that's not really true. Because Fabian is down on the inside. He's born again. The real him. We are a spirit that has a soul, a mind, will, and emotions, and we live in a physical body. This isn't the real him because when this body's gone, he'll still be alive. We, you, you and I will live forever. What, no matter what anybody else has told you, the Bible tells me I'll live forever. You and I will live forever. One, one destination or another is where we'll end up, right? God wants us to end up, all of us, to reside in heaven for eternity. And, but the real him is on the inside of him. Thank you. And what we've got to understand is that my spirit, when I got born again, my spirit and the Holy Spirit became one. And the Holy Spirit all the time is trying to get information to my spirit so that my thinking can th- can think like God, I can, I can have thoughts that God has, I can know what God is thinking, I can know what he wants from me, and then do what he says. And that is more important for your life than anything else. I went to two universities, to a junior college for two years, and then, then to a four-year college, New Mexico State, out in New Mexico. And in both of those colleges... They never taught me how to hear the voice of God. They taught me a lot of other things. It was good, you know. But they never taught me how to hear the voice of God. The only place that ever taught me how to hear the voice of God was the church. Was the teaching of the word. And how vitally important it was. We live in a world and a society right now that actually Isaiah talks about it. Darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people. And the rest of the verse says, but God. And the but God part is what most people factor out when they look at the issues and the difficulties that we face. If you factor out the but God, then you factor out the ability to deal with the tough times. The Bible did not say there would not be tough times. I'm just telling you right now. If everything in our economic world and, you know, the world that we're living in economically, if it continues on the path that it's on right now, it's headed toward destruction. This economy and the world economy is headed towards destruction if it stays on the path that it's on right now. I mean, so let's, okay, whoa, you know, so we're going to all freak out or are we going to, but God? Okay? I mean, listen, man has screwed this thing up. Men, without the wisdom of God, have tried to figure things out to operate on the earth that he made with all the resources that he put on here for you and I, and man has tried to figure this thing out, and we've messed it up. Big time. In a huge way. But for the grace of God, I'd be dead anyway. Huh? So I'm on a winning track, no matter what the world's doing. The world that I live in, I'm not denying the fact I pay my taxes, I do what I'm supposed to do in the natural, I'm going to do all that. Unless they come in and tell me I can't preach the word, I'll do whatever the system tells me to do. 
They tell me I can't preach the word. You got to fight on your hands because I will preach the word no matter what. And if I got to preach it in Siberia or I have to preach it in the Kerr County Jail or whatever, I'll preach it wherever I got to preach it, but I will preach the word. And you want to take me out, then take me out. Absence from the body is in the presence of the Lord. There is no fear if we're going to trust God. So I'm saying all that to say, I'm not like, I, I, I'm not, you, you know, I'm not a political guy. I don't preach from political perspectives and nor from a worldly view. But I tell you what, this, 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 the, the system has got people stirred up and mostly Christians got them stirred up. But God, huh? Four words. But God is faithful, even when we're not, even when we screw things up and things are not working out in the world. But God, it's always but God. Gross darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But God. Hmm? And the but God, you know what he's talking about in the but God? But the anointing will rise upon you and me. The same anointing that was on Jesus is what will rise in us and what will happen. Our light will shine in the midst of the darkness. It didn't say our light would shine when there was no darkness. Why would the light need to shine any brighter when there was no darkness? No, it's in the midst of the darkness, right? But it's time that you and I, in our lives, that we understand how important it is that we hear the voice of God. So, John 14 and I'll finish this message after I read three chapters. No. John 14. <clears throat> and verse 15. If you love me, I'm just jumping right in the middle of this verse, and I'll explain myself as I'm going. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father. This is Jesus telling his disciples this. I will pray the Father. And, and, and he will give you, the Father will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. And who is this helper? Verse 17 explains. The spirit of what? Truth. Well, you know, you just can't trust anybody. No, but you can trust the Holy Ghost. Well, you just never know what's going to... No, but you can trust the Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit, watch, whom the world cannot receive... Because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and, notice, he didn't say, and he's in you. He didn't say that. This is on that side of the cross. He said, and it will be, the Holy Spirit will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, he said, I will come to you. Verse 25. These things I've spoken to you while being present with you but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name watch this he will teach you well we're just waiting for god to fix it all no no he will teach you how to fix it so the holy spirit's going to give me wisdom to change the whole world i didn't say that but he's here to give humanity wisdom. What if every person on planet earth was walking in the wisdom of God? Would there be trouble here? If there were no people on planet earth, would there be trouble on planet earth? So uh, I think I went, I went to three and a half years of school, of college, and I think I can do the math there. 
that that means, ah, man screwed it up. If there were no people, it'd be fine. If everybody had God, it'd be fine. What's the problem? It ain't God. It's the people without God. And it's the born-again people that aren't doing anything with the God they have. So we're going to fight, we're going to bicker, we're going to carry picket signs, we're going to bomb abortion clinics, you know, we're going we're, we're to get on social media and hammer everybody that's doing anything that's against the way we think. But what about the Holy Spirit, the one that's supposed to be teaching us? Did he teach you and tell you to do what you're doing? I'm just saying. I'm just saying this is what the Word says, and I'm telling you the problem is not God, it's humanity without God. And what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to fix it in me. I want to hear God all the time, and I want to be confident that I can hear Him all the time and not pay attention to what other people... Listen, you can go on social media. You can be having a great day and go on social media, and in 15 seconds, boom, your mind's going this way. Well, why did that guy respond on that tech, on that deal? Well, he, did, he didn't like mine. Well, he didn't do it. Why did, why did All of a sudden, man, I mean, it's got you stirred up. And then, and then your wife comes to you and says, hey, how, how are things going? What? What do you mean? <laughs> right? Why? Because you're ticked off because you don't like what somebody said. On, Who the heck cares? What did the Holy Ghost say? Huh? I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit has a social media hotline. It's just you and him. See, it's not, it's not, when I stand before the judgment seat of Christ, it's not my wife and I in him. It's me and him. It's not all of you and me in him. It's you and him. Right? So it's what I do with it. He's not a bad God. He's a good God. Right? It's what I do today and tomorrow and the next day and next week and next year. It's what I'm doing every day to make this earth better, the planet better, because I'm hearing the voice of God and doing what he says. Man, the opportunities that are before us. If you're focused on yourself, you're focused on the wrong thing. He's got you covered. He's got you healed. He's got you prosperous. He's got you advancing. He has the peace of God all over you. All those things Jesus paid for at Calvary, and he's already got you covered. He created you to be there for others. But the only way you can ever not be there for yourself is to learn to hear. Learn to hear. That's the only way. Watch this. Watch what he said. So he's giving us the Holy Spirit. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The other day I was, I think I told this maybe Wednesday night or last Sunday, I don't know. One of my spiritual sons from years ago, and hadn't talked to him in a while. I don't know, two, three years or something. I haven't talked to him. And I just thinking about him. So I called him, didn't answer. Called another number, didn't answer. Called his work. He answered because he didn't know it was me. And uh, I said, I said, hey, man, just thinking about you, man, just had you on my heart. And uh, he goes, you did? I said, yeah. Why? I said, because God laid you on my heart. And long story short, through the conversation, I gave him a verse of scripture, and it was those four words I gave you a little while ago. This is like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or something. And I said, 
Remember these four words and don't forget them. But God is faithful no matter what. And from that, you know, he hadn't talked to me in two or three years. You know, when somebody's drifting from the word and the word being final authority in their life, when they drift from the word, they want to stay away. They want to stay away from me. And I understand. I mean, I've had difficult times. I didn't want to talk to somebody. I knew what, I knew what they were going to say. But I'm not talking to him in some judgmental way. I'm just talking to him. I just love you. You're one of my boys, you know. I led you to the Lord. I prayed for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'll be, it was there. You're one of my guys. He lives in another town. And I, and I said, don't forget those four words. And for the next several days after that, he texts me. I can't tell you what those four words have meant to me. Now, how? how? Where would I get that from? Well, let's see. What would be a really good verse to give him? Now the Holy Spirit gave me the word. A word in season will bring, will sustain a person that is hurting and down and under. Man, for 37, 38, 39, golly, it's been a long time I've been born again. Long time I've been saved. And for all those years, when I get something like that, I'm still amazed. It's still, it's like the first time it's ever happened. But it happens all the time. Why? Because, listen, I want, I, I, I'm, I'm just telling you, this isn't in pride, I'm saying this. The light is shining on me. How about you? I'm just saying, right? What, what are we going to say? Now the light's not shining on us. We're just dark as a dog. <laughs> Couldn't think of the right word to compare to dark. <clears throat> We're dark as the night. I don't want to be known as the darkness. Huh? He gave me the light and the light is shining. That's why people call me, or I have to make them talk to me. But when the light's on you, there's fruit that happens. Things change in people's lives. Because why? Because you're allowing the Holy Spirit to teach you how to listen to Him. When you come and hear the word, the word I'm teaching to you today, if you'll just take scriptures that I'm, the, the scriptures that I'm giving you, if you'll just take those and go read those, the Holy Spirit will take what I preach. Because see, me preaching it isn't enough for you. You have to have the person of the Holy Spirit because he's the true teacher. And he has to take what I say and then you do something with it. And it reveals things in your life that you'd never... I, pro I promise you, if you'll take Ephesians 3, John 14, these verses I'm reading to you right here, John 15, I'm going to read to you in a second, and John 16, I'm going to read to you in a second. If you'll just take those verses of Scripture and you just go read them. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will, if you just do anything, you just put a big toe out there in the water, man, he'll cause you to fall in. It's amazing. If, if we draw near to him, we take a itty-bitty step toward him, he'll, he'll take leaps, move leaps and bounds toward us. It's amazing. He just wants to see us do our part. He's already done his part. But when we do our part, then we get on the receiving end of all that he has for us in every way. Amen? My peace. So the Holy Spirit was brought to bring to my remembrance all the things that I need to know. He, Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you? Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled. If your heart is troubled, you're not walking in the peace of God. And if, 
I mean, I can't tell you how many times in my life I haven't walked in the peace of God. So if I'm not walking in the peace of God, what do I need to do? Walk in the peace of God. i got to develop and, and, and do what I need to do to connect with the peace that he left me. It's already mine. And he didn't give me some worn-out peace or leftover piece of peace. He gave me his peace. You know what his peace is? It's tested and tried. <laughs> so there's not anything that you face that he hasn't already faced that when you face it and when there's difficulties, the peace of God will come on you and overtake you. Amen? Chapter 15 and verse 26. And when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. When the Helper comes... When will he come in that day? In the day that he comes. Because he hadn't come yet for them. He's come for us, but he hadn't come for them yet. Whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me, and you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Chapter 16 and verse 4. But these things I have told you, that when the time comes, everybody say the time. See, the time hadn't come yet. But has the time come? Yeah, and I'm going to explain that in just a minute. Has the time come? Absolutely. But the time hadn't come yet. So when the time comes, or when the day comes, in that day, you may remember that I told you of them, and these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. Verse 5. But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you asks me where you're going. But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. I imagine the one that's doing and performing all miracles and amazing things are happening through his life. And then he's telling him he's going to leave. Yeah. But look at verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, who? The helper will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. He said, the helper will not come to you. If I don't depart, then the helper that is inside of me helping me, listen, the spirit of truth, which is the helper, was helping Jesus. He wasn't doing it for Jesus. What did Jesus have to do? He had to hear, and then he had to obey what he heard. Okay? But the spirit gave him everything, told him how to do it. It's kind of like having an open book test, and in your book, all the answers are written out. That's what it's like. When you connect with the Holy Spirit, He has all the answers for every situation and circumstance that we face, no matter what it is. He has all the answers, and it's, and it's here's the book, and it's open. So somebody hands you, you have a math test, and somebody hands you the math book, and, and here, all the answers are there, and, and you just got to get them. Well, I'll just, I think I'll just pray. I'm just going to believe God. You ever heard the story about the guy that he was, he was on top of his roof and he was drowning, he was praying for help, and the guy comes by in a boat. No, you know, I'm believing God's going to deliver me. Another guy comes by in a helicopter, you know. Another guy in something else, and then the guy drowns and dies and goes to heaven. Said, so, you know, goes to, you know, whoever, Peter or whoever. It would be Peter standing there when you and I showed up. But he goes to Peter and he says, you know, what, what, I prayed and, and nothing happened. 
sent you a boat, sent you a copter, sent you whatever, you know, and you didn't receive what I sent because you were looking for it in a different way. And a lot of people are looking for God to do things in a different way. Now, this may be a difficult statement, but I've made it a few times, and don't get mad, just think about it, okay? And let the Holy Spirit tell you if it's right or not. If it's not, then don't, don't receive what I'm saying. But God is not in control of the earth. And I'm, I'm just talking about what the Word says. That's not my opinion. God is not in control of what's going on in the earth. If God was in control of this mess, would we serve that God? That's why a lot of people won't serve God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, but he gave authority to the sons of men. And like I said earlier, if there were no people here, there'd be no problems. If everybody had God, there'd be no problems. The reason there's problems is because of men without God. And men not hearing God and doing what they hear. That's the whole issue. Could there be anything else in the word that is more important for you and I? Listen to me. I don't care if you were raised in church or you got saved yesterday. Actually, the guy that got saved yesterday, a lot of times, if you were raised in legalism in the church, a lot of times, you got to get rid of all the legalism and the crud that religion brought because this book is not religious. This book is spiritual. It's inspired by God. All Scripture is. And if man has built denominational doctrine that is not from this, and it's contrary to this, and it doesn't bear that fruit, and it puts people back under the law, it won't produce life. So it doesn't matter whether you're raised in the church or you're saved yesterday. God is faithful to his word. Amen? And he gave us this helper, the Holy Spirit. Is that not right? And verse 23, and I'll end with this. For he who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done, if I had not done among them the works which no one else did, that's what he did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. Why? Because of what he did. They hadn't seen a miracle in 400 years. I mean, think about how many generations had passed where there hadn't been one miracle recorded. And then all of a sudden, everywhere the guy goes, who does he think he is? Moses? Yeah. If you want to talk about reincarnated, <laughs> I'm just joking. He's the type and shadow of Moses. Moses was the one that went and led the children of Israel out of captivity. Jesus came and led us out of captivity. Is, is it not? It's the picture that's there. Who does he think he is, Moses? Who does he think he is? Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob, or someone, or one of the prophets, or one that created all these things? Who, who does he think he is? I don't know. Look at what he's doing. Blind eyes have opened. Ears are open. People raised from the dead. This happened, that happened. Okay, you can be mad and ticked off about what he did, and they were. They were mad at because of what he did. When he was just in the temple teaching for 30 plus years, they weren't mad at him. Oh, they loved what he said. But when he, the day he came and said, today this scripture is fulfilled in your ear, blind are going to see, the deaf will hear, dead will be raised, and all these things will happen. I mean, they were ready to take him to the edge of the cliff and stone him and throw him over the side of the cliff. Why? Because of what he was doing. And Jesus wants 
the things that he did for us to do and greater things because he's at the right hand of the Father representing us and now the Holy Spirit is inside of us wanting to speak to us the same things that the Holy Spirit spoke to Jesus or whatever we need to hear in the moment. And he said this in verse 25. But this happened that the word might be fulfilled which was written in their law. Wait a minute, where am I? I'm in the wrong passage. Go to 25, 16. I was in 15. I know that wasn't right. These things I've spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming. Everybody say, the time is coming. The day is coming. When I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. And in that day, you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. So no more he's going to pray to the Father for us. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from, from God. I came forth from the Father and have come into the world again. I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said to him, See, now you're speaking plainly because he was speaking in parables and they were all confused. Now we are sure that you know all things and have no need that anyone should question you. By this we believe that you came forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, and has now come, that you will be scattered each to his own and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, there's great tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And what he was leaving with them is, there's coming a day. There's coming a day. And you know when that day is? In this day, on this day, at this time. What time? The time that he died. And also, the time that he rose. And also, the time that he ascended at the right hand. And then also the time when, on the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit of God was poured out on, on mankind so that we could be baptized in the Holy Ghost and pray with other tongues and have understanding about how to hear His voice. And on the day that you got born again, the day that you got saved, the Spirit of God and your spirit became one on that day. On that day, these things will happen. On that day, the helper now is on the inside of you and He wants to help you. And I'm telling you, there's not a person in here today that doesn't need help. There's not a person I'm looking at today that you don't need help in certain areas of your life. Actually, you need help in every area of your life. There's not a person here that doesn't need help. And you might think, well, Pastor, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm doing good. No, 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 it's not about you doing good. It's about you being connected to what exceeding and abundantly above all that you can ask or think realm looks like. And that's where he wants you. According to the fact that you're hearing and then doing what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Can you say amen today? So you know when that day is? It's this day. It's today. A day is a thousand years to God. A day is like a thousand years. So if it was... Over 2,000 years ago, just over two days ago, that Jesus died on the cross. And, and so time is nothing to God. Time means something to us, and God knows that. So he, he works through time and things that are going on. And, and he, he understands where we're at. But I, I'm telling you today 
that there's not anything that God hasn't already worked out. That now if we hear his voice and we do what he tells us to do, we're part of the answer at fixing planet earth. Jesus is coming back and he's coming back to the earth and, and he's returning. But what he wants to return to is, is a bride without spot or wrinkle. He wants to return to a people where the devil is under their feet. A people that are not afraid of circumstances, but people that are world changers that are changing circumstances because of their faith and confidence in God, in the God that they're hearing and that they're doing. The same way that little Samuel, he grows in knowledge and understanding by the things that he sees and takes in. And as a result of that, with you and I, the more we take in of the Word of God and the more we see the Word of God working in us, the more it changes our lives so we're like Him. And we can hear Him and do what He says. And I'm just, I'm encouraging you to not take what I'm sharing with you today lightly. I'm encouraging you, don't take this Word lightly. It's vital for your success and for you to live as an overcomer in the midst of the things that we're facing on planet Earth. Because I'll tell you right now, I'm not denying the fact that there's some stuff there is some stuff, but God. But God, man, I'm telling you, he loves us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change because of somebody else that's in power, because of some circumstances that have changed, because the economic system has changed, because certain people are in the wrong place doing the wrong things. God doesn't change. The system can change, and things can change, and other things could be more difficult on us in the natural realm, but God never changes, and God is faithful to his people today. Amen?